Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this episode I'm joined by Sligo Suckler farmer Trevor Boland, who was awarded the Beef Grass Tin Grassland Farmer of the Year Award in 2019. But first, I asked Trevor how he got involved in farming. Well, I suppose my father was always farming there on a part-time basis, and I was always around the farm, always doing something. And then we formed a partnership in 2011, and the partnership is still running. I think the partnership um, between the older generation and newer generation is a, is a good way to, to um, do a generational transfer from one generation to another. And in terms of beef system, what system are you operating? So I'm running a herd of suckler cows, um, a mix of limousine, salier, and uh, an odd charlie in it. Um, I calve in the August to October time of the year. The bulls are sold at 11 to 12 months to a beef finisher. And the heifers I keep on for breeding myself, or they're sold as two-year-olds for breeding. And um, along with some bought-in heifers, I, I buy in some beef heifers during the year as well. And what is the plan for the beef heifers that you buy in? Well, I buy in a, a type of mainly Angus and limousine-type beef heifer that will finish easily off grass in the autumn. So I buy them early in the year, and I've uh, probably 99% of them bought at this stage. Um, they'll go to grass shortly and hopefully I'll have the majority of them gone by uh, next October, November before they have to be housed for the second winter. Talk me through your career and completing the green cert. Well, I suppose I'm working in Sligo Town, which is halfway, half an hour away from the farm at home. Um, I did the green cert in 2011 and 2012, completed in 2012. And I suppose the big advantage from the, from the green cert was uh, the people I... I was put in contact with on it, the advisors or other farmers. Um, it's a great way of getting good advice by doing the green search. Uh, I'd recommend anyone to do it. And then you have the additional uh, young farmer top-up that comes with a young trained farmer. You have the reduced damp duty and you have the increased uh, CHAMS grant. And there's probably an expectation that there'll be more um, requirements for farmers to have some sort of agricultural qualification for schemes going forward under the next cap. Following on, how do you manage working off-farm? Um, well, I suppose like any farmer, you, you spend as much time farming as, as possible. Um, you're at the mornings, the evenings, uh, the weekends. Uh, you get a few extra jobs done around the weekends. But I suppose the best thing to do is, is try to run a simple system. Don't complicate things by changing the system every year and have as little um, groups of stock on the farm as possible. And then a little bit of planning, I suppose, and data recording and Every year, try to improve on things that uh, worked well for you and suppose, cut out things that didn't work in the previous year. Congratulations are in order for being awarded the Grass Tin Grassland Beef Farmer of the Year 2019 winner. Talk us through your route to winning the award. Well, I suppose I've been following the uh, competition since it started there two or three years ago. And indeed, I entered it every year. But this is the first year I actually got shortlisted. Uh, so I was benchmarking myself against the, the previous winners and their performance, and I knew I wasn't too far away. Um, I also knew I needed to grow more grass on the farm, uh, and that involved improving my setup and the soil fertility on the farm. So I suppose to begin in 2019, I set out to grow as much grass as possible on the farm, see what the farm could actually do. And um, going into 2019, I was fairly well set up on the farm in terms of paddocks and water system and the number of stock on hand. Uh, so it was just a case of managing the grass throughout the year and seeing exactly how much the farm could do and how much grass I could grow on the farm. You've developed an excellent paddock system. What is your layout of paddocks and what benefit has it been for you managing grass? 
Yeah, well, I suppose, as I say, it was fairly well set up in uh, going into 2019, um, but it wasn't all done in, in one year before that or anything. It took a number of years to get started off, build up the paddock system. Uh, so I started off installing paddocks, blinkers, electric fences on the out farm, and basically worked from there and did a bit more of the farm every year and uh, eventually get to a full paddock system around the full farm. And what size paddocks do you have? Paddocks are about uh, 1.5 to 1.7 acres in size. Um, they're, they're generally all around that. I suppose every year you, you maybe do a little bit of changing, but generally they're around that size. And how often do you move stock? So stock gets moved every uh, two to three days. And from a labour point of view, how has the paddocks impacted management on the farm? Well, running a paddock system makes um, cattle far, far easier to handle. Um, you're not going into a 20-acre field wondering how will you get them into into a yard to either test them or dose them or maybe sort a few or take out a few, whatever the job might be. Um, when you go into into a paddock, the cattle know that they're going to be moved to fresh grass. The cattle will generally follow you and they're a lot easier to handle. The farm is fragmented into three blocks what way do you operate and manage the three blocks during the main grazing season? Yeah, well, I suppose like most farms here in the west of Ireland, um, farms are fragmented. I have a main road uh, running betw- between the home farm and, and across the road from it. And then I have a, an out farm uh, about two or three miles away. Um, biggest challenge during the grazing season, season is to match um, cattle numbers to grass growth. Because they don't want to be hauling cattle to the out farmer and then run out of grass and haul them home again. And I, similarly, I don't want to be making a large number of bales on the out farm and having to haul them home. So I'm basically trying to match stock numbers to grass growth throughout the year. And it's just managing and watching what grass is growing, how much grass is ahead of me, and then trying to match that with stock numbers. I just want to go back. You highlighted there how important soil fertility is on your farm. What is the fertility status now or how did you get it to this point? Uh, yeah, well, um, the pH on the farm is uh, pretty good and it's improved over the past five or six years. Um, that's generally spreading a bit of uh, extra lime every year. Um, my biggest issue is the p-value, phosphorus value on the farm would be quite low, and this is proven difficult to rise. Um, I've had some improvement over the last number of years, but it's still a good bit away from where it needs to be. So I'm using uh, fertiliser 18612 uh, for about the last three years. I'll continue to do this. But I'm also going to spread some uh, Super 16 uh, phosphorus this year to improve my pea levels. That's great. And when did you first turn out stock this spring? Well, it's, <laughs> it's very difficult at the moment. I, I did get um, a few heifers out to grass during the last week of uh, January, but they've gone back in since. Um been very wet here in Sligo the past week. I was looking back at my records from last year. I got fertiliser out on the 22nd of February last year. But I'd say we're a bit wetter this year and we're going to be behind that. Yeah, and why Why did you think those heifers were the best to turn out? Um, well, as I say, they're, they're the heifers that I'm buying in. Um, so they'll be light enough. It's supposed to around 300, 320 kgs at the moment. They'll um, don't do much damage. And this, my idea is to get as much grass into them as possible. Um and get them turned out as quickly as possible. Um, it's, it's Once the grass starts growing, then them heifers will be really ready to take off and put on some weight very quickly. And had you any issue turning them back in again? No, no. Um, I knew I wasn't going to get them out for too long. Um, so it was a dry spell I got them out in. Uh, they did no damage. Uh, as I say, I knew I was going to be putting them back in. 
So uh, the dry week, no damage, and I saved a few blades of silage at the same time. And in spite of this, when do you th- intend to turn out stock again? Uh, as soon as possible is the short answer. Um, once ground conditions improve, I'll get heifers out to grass. And uh, as I say, then they'll be ready to take off when the real growth comes. And which paddock did you target turn out to graze first, or which paddock will you turn out to graze next? Well, I'm grazing um, paddocks uh, around the shed, really, and uh, they'd be generally the silage ground. So the heifers will go in and try to get them cleaned off, and then hopefully I'll get a bit of slurry out when uh, things dry up slightly. So briefly, tell me, what is your spring grazing plan for the farm for 2020? Well, after hopefully, as I say, get the heifers out, um, get the silage ground grazed off, and then the next group I'll be looking to get out will be uh, some cows, maybe with bull calves. Um, some of these calves could even be weaned, the strongest ones could be weaned coming out of the shed. And then as, as time goes on and things dry up and, and grass growth has taken off, I'll um, get stock out as the grass grows and match my stock to the amount of grass that's growing. And what would targets would you be setting for the farm? Well, I'd be targeting to have the entire farm grazed uh, by the... Uh, well, uh, the entire farm is in the home farm block grazed by about... Uh, definitely by the 1st of April um, that I can... I'll have slurry put out, all my slurry put out at that stage and I'll have uh, fertilised the uh, silage ground. Well, hopefully I'll have fertilised the whole farm with uh, about half a bag of urea at that stage and I'll hopefully then put out my fertiliser on the silage ground uh, so I can get good early silage cut maybe in mid-May or that. What have you learned from previous years that you're now more aware about? Um, I suppose not to be afraid to um, let out a few grazes and if things don't work out, put them back in. Um, I suppose I'd, uh, I'd be cautious about going to the out farm of cattle uh, so early in the spring because things can change very quickly and you just have to be ready to adapt. If you spent a lot of time bringing cattle to an out farm, you mightn't be able to adapt as quick. So just being able to adapt, I suppose, is the main main thing to watch out for. I know. The main reluctances among farmers, and you've mentioned it earlier with regard to damaging ground, in your opinion, what level of damage do you accept this time of year? Well, yeah, the, the, I suppose they're right to be careful. Um, the way I look at it is, um, if cattle go out and do damage ground over one night, uh, I wouldn't worry about it, but... I would try to make sure that they don't, don't damage it second night because uh, you could do real damage then if you do it a second night. So if to, if to go out and over one night comes a really bad night and you see the ground a bit damaged, i just move them off the paddock and in a week's time, you'd be surprised that paddock will have uh, turned around and will be green again. And in relation to your main grazing season from April onwards, what is your plan? Um, well, from April onwards, my plan will be to... Um, Basically, match my, my stocking rate to the amount of grass that's grown and have everything else closed up for silage. Um, hopefully, if, when we're into April, the weather will have turned around. Um, things will be drier and we'll be looking forward to a long summer. It's early in the season, I know, and you have mentioned you're going to graze the silage ground. What benefits have you seen in previous years to graze in the silage ground? Yeah, well, definitely it's, it's a big uh, benefit to get the silage ground grazed off, first of all, because you're, you are getting grass into the cattle. Um, you know, cattle take a bit of time to get used to grazing grass again after they've come out of the shed after a winter, maybe being on silage or whatever they're eating, maybe a bit of meal or that. So they need um, need time to adjust back to grazing grass. Uh, quality silage is very important in a autumn calving suckler system. You don't want to be feeding cows any meal at all. So you need good quality silage going into them there. So you do need that that butt taken off it. Um, you get taken off the butt, then you can get out your fertilizer. 
Plus you also, you're waiting the grass up. The grass goes into hibernation for the winter. So by getting it grazed off, the grass starts to grow again and it knows it needs to wake up out of its uh, winter slumber. That's great, Trevor. Some very interesting points there. Thank you very much for joining me on the show. That's all. Thanks very much. That's all for this week's show and my thanks to Trevor Boland for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chagas Beef and Facebook page. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.